Cultivating curiosity. What do those two words mean to you? They can be interpreted in 101 ways, but to me, those two words inspire me to get to know people. They entice me to become curious about someone and ask them to share their story, their advice, and their knowledge that I believe we can all benefit from hearing. In this podcast, I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life, asking about their lives and how they became who they are today. Pretty simple, right? The crazy thing is you too can cultivate curiosity in your own life, and it all starts right now. Hey guys, welcome back. I am so glad you're spending some time with me today because we have an awesome guest who happens to be one of my dearest friends and mentors. I am so thrilled to introduce Jess Ballas, who I met back in college where we both attended the fashion program at Kent State. Jess and I became close when we were both on the board of the largest fashion organization on Kent's campus, where she was the president and I was the project manager. I have always looked up to Jess, both in school and outside of school, because she went on to pursue this glamorous fashion career post-graduation in NYC. Current day, Jess is an assistant at Saks Fifth Avenue, where she has met the ever-so-perfect Sarah Jessica Parker, aka Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City. (laughs) Don't you worry, I got all the deeds for you guys, so keep your ears peeled for that story. Outside of her job, Jess has created her side hustle in the form of a blog called Style Out of Stock. In this episode, Jess shares really great insight on how to create a successful blog in today's saturated blogging industry. She touches on how to make some side cash because who doesn't want some extra moolah, where to go start partnerships, and how to constantly create fresh, engaging content. If you are a new blogger like me, or heck, even if you're an experienced blogger wanting some inspiration, this episode is for you. Jess left me with the biggest smile on my face, and I have no doubt that she's going to have the same effect on you. She has such a beautiful, effortless way with words that it could be so easy to talk the whole night away with her. But lucky for you, we have the next hour with her. So what are we waiting for? (laughs) Let's dive into the episode. Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome to the Cultivating Curiosity Podcast. Hi there. How are you? Hi. I'm so, so good, Jess. So for all of the listeners out there who don't know you, can you please give us a little bit of background on who Jess Ballas is and what you are doing current day and what led you to what you are doing? Oh, gosh. Okay, I guess we'll start from the beginning. (laughs) Yes, all the way from um, the beginning, girl. I was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, You know, I danced growing up, and I always had a passion for performing in the arts. And in high school, I, like, just knew I wanted to go into fashion. Like, I was always the little girl in preschool who had to be dressed up 24-7, like, you know, those Lisa Frank, like, costumes and the little cookie high heels. Like, I wouldn't leave the house unless I had that on to go to preschool and, like, you know, reality set in in high school. And I was like, wow, I could really do this for a career. Like, this is amazing. So went to Kent State University where I met you. And um, <laughs> I majored in fashion merchandising and minored in marketing. And so, like, the most amazing thing about Ken, I think, and I feel like you would totally agree with me, are their study abroad and study away programs. 
um, mm-hmm. like out of this world good. So I was able to do my study away slash abroad. I call it away because it was only a few states over. I left Ohio for a semester and did New York for a semester my junior year, um, the fall, and I interned in New York and, like, fell in love, absolutely fell in love. I interned in a fashion PR firm, and I got to work fashion shows. I got to, you know, do all the crazy intern errands. I learned a lot, met a ton of people, and just, like, I feel like I lived the best four months of my life. And then I went back to Kent State and was like, oh, my God, I need to get back to New York. So I made it a goal to go back in the summer in between junior and senior year, and I got an internship at a menswear accessories firm called Randa Accessories, and, like, your dad probably is wearing a Randa belt and doesn't even know it. <laughs> like, they um they make, you know, belts, ties, bow ties, wallets, slippers, cufflinks, jewelry, all this men's accessories, and they license out for over 75 brands. So they started Ryan Seacrest Distinction at Macy's. They sell, you know, Nautica. They sell, you know, everything you can possibly imagine that you'd see at Kohl's is probably sold by Randa. So I interned there in the summer and was back in the city and was so happy just to be back. But I didn't realize how freaking hot it gets here in the summer like it is today. And I'm, like, melting. <laughs> but, no, um, it's so hot. It's so, so hot. hot. <laughs> but anyways, I my I literally, I remember my last week at work at Randa. We had an internship presentation. And remind me why I thought it was a good idea to wear a leather dress in August to a presentation. Oh. is beyond me. But the presentation oh, must have gone really well because I got offered a job um Yay! like so excited going and I still had a year to go back to school so they held a job for me um like during my senior year but senior year it was absolutely amazing I was able to be president of the fashion student organization where you then followed in my footsteps and then <laughs> as also senior co-producer of our annual fashion show so I feel like not Having to interview for a job, I was able to be super involved, and I made the most amazing connections, just had the time of my life. So when I graduated, I think it was less than three weeks after graduation, I picked up, literally had two suitcases. I think one was filled with shoes, and the other was filled with, like, what my mom made me take, like, a toothbrush, like, the essentials, you know, and then clothes, and I moved to New York, and I had a job, and I started at Randa Accessories, where I was assistant merchandiser in their jewelry division, and I was living in New York by the time I was 22, so it's just so crazy to even say that, like, it just doesn't seem real to me when I say it out loud. Um, So then when I was at Randa, I kind of learned that merchandising, for me, in, like, a multi, like, department store level, so much craziness wasn't really my cup of tea at the time, and I really wanted to go into luxury, because Randa's really mass market, it's, like, Kohl's, JCPenney, you know, BJ's, which is 100% fine, but I kind of like the finer things in clothing, so to speak. And mm-hmm. I heard of an amazing <laughs> opening at Saks Avenue, and I interviewed, and I actually had a first interview, and they called me and said, you know, we've restructured this area. We don't have it anymore, but we have an opening in women's shoes. Do you want to interview for us? Like, 
you're asking me to interview for women's shoes at Saks? Like, am I dreaming? Like, yes, I'll interview. Like, I was so floored. So I think I, you know, interviewed, like, a day later. Um, I got the job. So amazing. So I started as a merchandise assistant in women's contemporary shoes at Saks. So I literally had every brand from, like, Alexander Wang to Vince to um, – SJP. SJP, yes. Oh, my God. Don't forget SJP, girl. <laughs> oh, Wait, and can I you met tell her. everyone your story? Yes, please. You're ahead of me. Okay. Please tell everybody how you met her. <laughs> so I was maybe nine months in my role as a merchandise assistant in shoes at Saks, and Sarah Jessica Parker had started her line, SJP Shoes, and my associate buyer at the time, got married and got promoted and we had you know nobody's there to do her role so I really really stepped it up and my buyer had recognized it and she was like as a thank you you know I want to invite you to SJP market I was like oh my gosh amazing like can't wait and she's like but Sarah Jessica is going to be there like I was like shut the front door I'm like okay <laughs> I got this like okay like ran to Zara bought like the first dress I saw my coworker <laughs> let me borrow her Manila Blahnik shoes because if you don't know Manila Blahnik and SJP shoes are made in the same factory so she's like you have to wear these like the owner's gonna be there I was like okay so freaking nervous you know at the time I lived in Astoria so the train ride was long the next morning happened I woke up so early got on the train of course, there's train delays. Like, we wouldn't live in New York if there were not train delays every single day, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. So, I'm, like, running super late. I, like, get through the tunnel from Queens to Manhattan. I literally, like, I'm having, like, a panic attack. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to be late. I'm not going to be able to meet Sarah Jessica. Like, all this stuff. I, like, you know, as soon as we hit Manhattan, I sprint up the subway stairs, even though it's not my stop. Like, throw my arm in the air like I literally felt like it was a scene from the city like tail the taxi is like I need to get to whatever and whatever in 15 minutes and guy looks at me he goes have you seen the traffic I was like go now like I need to get there and he's like thinks I'm psycho and I'm like you know mentally preparing I have no idea what's about to happen you know so we finally get there and everything and my buyer is not in the lobby anymore like she went up to the you know the suite and I was like oh, my God, like, can I even go in? Like, let me ask the front desk. You know, they, they looked at me like I was an idiot and was like, sweet, 908. And I was like, okay, like, so I'm going to go up to the ninth floor and look for 908. Like, that makes sense. So, you know, let myself in, go up to the ninth floor. Every single door had, like, a like a brand decal. Like, you know, this is Vince oh, Camuto no. shoes. This is Manila Blahnik shoes. This and, that. and then there was just a single door with 908 on it. Like, no brand recognition no nothing and I was like the guy said 908 but like what if it's not 908 like I don't really know what to do and I'm already running super late I'm dripping sweat and so nervous and so excited I was like okay I hear people talking let me just like knock on the door maybe they can tell me where to go so I go up I knock on the door the door opens and Sabrina (laughs) nobody other than Sarah Jessica herself opens the door and I lost it. <laughs> She's like, hi, I'm Sarah Jessica. It's so nice to meet you. Come on in. And I was like, I, 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 like, 
my buyer's looking at me standing behind her, like, dying laughing because she sees I'm, like, like, I had no words and I can't even, I don't even have words now telling you the story. Like, I was just so starstruck. It was, like, every single Sex and the City episode came to life. Like, my dream came true. I was, like, oh, my God. Like, I am meeting Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, it was phenomenal. And so, like, A, she's probably one of the smartest humans in the entire world. Like, so beyond smart, intelligent, like, use over-the-top, you know, vocabulary and just really articulated herself. And then, you know, she's her own shoe salesperson. She literally tried out every single shoe for us. She's the model. She knew what style we had last season. She knew the heel height, the color name, every single detail. And she's like, well, you know, you guys are the experts. I'll let you decide. I'm just sharing my opinion. I was like, oh, my gosh, Sarah Jessica thinks we're the experts? Like, is she crazy? Like, she is. She, like, it was just out of this world. So, you know, we're trying shoes on with her. We're just, it was one of the best moments of my, like, New York living life. And then, you know, we're talking, and two nights prior to that, I went to the Beyonce concert, and my buyer was like, you know, oh, Sarah, Jessica, how's your night? Blah, 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 just making conversation. Because it can get a little awkward sometimes. Like, there are these celebrities that you actually know a lot about but they know nothing about you but they don't want to talk about like you know oh are you like really a carrie in real life like they have real life like they have kids and they want to talk about like what really happened last night or what they had for dinner or breakfast like you don't think celebrities are real people but they really are so my buyer's like oh how was your night what you know do anything fun she's like i actually went to beyonce like it was so insane. She's such a performer. My buyer was like, oh, my gosh, you know, my assistant, Jess, like, was at Beyonce two nights ago. So then SJP and I had literally a five-minute conversation about Beyonce and how she's, like, SJP is fangirling over Beyonce and how she thought she's such an amazing person and, like, so just in awe of her performance. And, you know, I was just like, the fact that SJP has an idol, you know, it's just, it was absolutely insane. It was the coolest experience in my life, for sure. So hearing you tell that story, <laughs> it truly never gets old for me. And I didn't hear the part about the Beyonce concert. <laughs> oh my gosh! It just yes, it's better so like, and better. I feel like I tell it, and I still get chills. Like it, I remember. Like I wish, I wish I would ask to get a picture with her. But I was like, you know what, like. Maybe I'll meet her again in life. So I have hope that I'll somehow get a picture someday. <laughs> you know what? Oh I have goodness. a feeling that's coming your way because you are living SJP's life. You are oh, my version of – you truly are my version of Sarah Jessica Parker and Carrie Bradshaw all mixed in one. You are oh living – I'm being serious. You are living that idolized fashion New York life and you love it that's where you thrive you're not doing it just to put on a show like a lot of people do who go to New York and work in fashion you know what I mean like they put on that front but you are living it and you're loving it and I see that and everyone at Kent saw that trust me because you graduated two years before me and Mm -hmm. after you left you are you are still what the fashion school talked about everyone was admiring your Instagram pictures and the legacy that you left behind. And so it was a true honor for me to step into your shoes as president of FSO because you left such a great example for me 
leading the biggest fashion organization on campus. So you are truly just such an idol to me and so oh, many other people in the fashion yeah, industry. You make me like cry. That's the sweetest thing. <laughs> oh, oh, no, girl, it's the wine. It's the wine. It's the wine, girl. <laughs> so, I mean, it's Wine Wednesday, right? My mom and I don't call it Day anymore it's wine Wednesday so yeah it's obviously be drinking wine as they listen to oh I too. love Unless you're at work you know if you're at work do when you get home no matter what day of the week it is <laughs> oh yeah oh my gosh wine Wednesday I'm gonna start that next month I'm gonna send you a picture of me with my wine you have to. Maybe I'll do um, something on my blog hashtag wine Wednesday and see what other people yes. think. <laughs> Oh, girl, I yeah. love that. Speaking of your blog, let's dive into that a little bit. So yeah. you come to New York, you're working in fashion, you're working in retail, and you start a fashion blog a, probably a couple mm-hmm. years into living in New York. So what inspired you to start your blog? And what is your blog about? Give us a little bit of info on that as well. Yeah, so it's kind of like a twofold, and they, kind of, they go hand in hand. So my blog is all fashion, lifestyle-related, and I like to call them life hacks. Like, I don't know how I came to this position in life, but I always would find out these things before other people. Like, you know, oh, there's this new app you should download, and it helps you, you know, track your money and save money and this and that. Or, like, there's this new book out. Or, oh, do you know this new, like, you know, I don't know, just all these new things, new skincare and new trends and whatever. And I'd always be telling people about it. And they'd be like, oh, I've never heard of it. And it's like I spend so much time telling people about it. Like, I feel like I need to share my information to everybody. Like, I tell people, and they're like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. That Like, I'm definitely going to look into it. And it's like I love the satisfaction almost of, like, sharing the things I've researched or love or find out with other people and, like, them loving it too. So, you know, I always wanted to start a blog um, because of that and my love for fashion. And, you know, with my time at Saks, unfortunately, they had crazy, you know, layoffs about a year ago. And it really made me realize, like, yes, I love going to work every day. But at the end of the day, like, I'm putting these, you know, 40, 50 hours a week into a company. And it's like, I don't have anything to give back to myself besides the satisfaction of when I go home every night. So I wanted, like, something to kind of, like, look back in five years from now and be like, wow, on June 20th, like, I was writing about my favorite books for the summer or, like, this is what I was wearing. It was kind of like a photo album curated for, like, what I was thinking at that time. And, like, I was, like, making a blog is absolutely what I need, you know. So I started a blog. Um, It's called style out of stock have you heard of it <laughs> that is the best name i have ever heard for a vlog it's wonderful it, i when i tell you it took me probably like like i said i wanted to start a blog for a while but i didn't want to start it until i had a name and like you know i always would be telling people about these things like oh did you hear about you know this new trend of like i don't know what's my favorite turn right now i'm really loving like I have these pearl jeans that I want to wear every single day of the week, but I, like, don't want to look like I wear the same thing every day of the week. But, like, every time I wear them, somebody compliments me. And I'm like, well, I should be, you know, putting these things online, but it's almost kind of like a gimmick. Like, oh, you want to get it before it's out of stock. So it's like, 
and styles, the main focus of style out of stock came to life. One of my best friends from home, Jacob, really helped me develop the name and kind of confirmed it was a good idea. So went with that, and I love the abbreviation is S-O-O-S, and it's just fun to say, and, you know, it Mm -hmm. seems very fitting for who I am as a person, like, you know, brands and everything. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I couldn't agree more. So where do you see blogging headed? You know, so you obviously cover fashion and trends. And if you want to dive a little bit more into that, um, please feel free to do so. But where do you see your blog headed in the future? And just blogging in general, because the market is super, super penetrated right now. And oh my gosh, yeah. everyone, and everyone is trying to, especially with the new algorithm and Instagram, everyone's really trying to climb to the top and get noticed. So since you just said earlier, and you always have been really great at spotting the trends early on, what do you see is the new trend in blogging and how, how are you going to incorporate that into your style out of stock blog? Gosh, that is like, such a loaded question, but I'm going to try my best. <laughs> so You got like, this. I feel like where I want to see the future of my blog is, like, I'd love for people come to my blog for, like, a source of fashion knowledge. Like, you know how back when we were growing up, like, you know, the latest issue of Vogue would come in the mail, and you would open it, and you'd want to read everything and be like, oh, my gosh, poke it up. They're still on trend this season. That's where you get your fashion knowledge now with everything becoming so digital and like people aren't really reading magazines even though I think I single-handedly keep the magazine industry alive because <laughs> my roommates want to kill me but I have every single like a stack of every single publication in the house right now but I feel like you know with everything becoming so digital people are going digital first and seeing where these trends are and I'd love for my blog to be kind of the future of where people go to find these trends or see what life hacks they're you know how you wake up every morning and, I don't know, maybe you check your email first, you check Instagram. Like, I'd love for people to come to my site and see, like, oh, what is she thinking today? Like, what else do I need? And I want to help people just better improve their lives. Like, life isn't easy. Like, you know, it's nobody, nobody said it would be, but if something out there can help your life and make it more beneficial and easy, then heck, like, sign me up. So I think when I find these things that make your life easier, whether it's, finding trends or seeing what's, you know, I just wrote a post about, like, wedding dresses to buy to ensure you're walking down the aisle next, like, doing the work for people that makes their life easier. And it's like, I, you know, I hope people trust me in my opinion and come to me for things versus another blog. But that's what makes blogging so great is if you don't like somebody's sense of style, like, there's a hundred other blogs you can follow. So, Yes, it's becoming over-penetrated, but because everyone has such a unique eye and sense of style, I think everyone has their own identity and opportunity to thrive in their market. I just think bloggers need to find who their audience is and really base what they put out there and, you know, what they share and their content off of who's following them versus, you know, vice versa. So, I don't know. There's so much to happen in the future, and I'm super excited to just see where it leads. But I'm just taking it day by day and sharing what I love. And, like, today I posted about the five books you should be reading on the beach this summer. And one of them I just got in. I'm, like, literally can't wait to read it. Like, But I 
am so excited to read it to then tell everyone how much I love it to tell them to read it too. Like, it's just sharing what I love with other people. And I feel like you and I are so similar and get along so well because we're both such passionate people. And it's like, I want to share this passion and fire that I have for fashion and, you know, life with everyone that wants to listen pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I think the future leads. No, that's great. I totally relate to you where we try so hard to stay on top of everything, but at the end of the day, it's, the best thing we can do is just take it day by day. I mean, really, mm-hmm. that's what I remind myself every single day is to just take it one day at a time, one minute at a time, and react from there. So just live in the present. Like, I'm such mm-hmm. a planner, and, like, I – get anxiety and like I deal with a lot of things but as much as that controls my life I have to remember to live in the present and live in the now and I think my blog really helps me to do so to stay focused to be like what am I wearing right now what am I thinking right now like do I want to share that Mm -hmm. like it's all so relevant and just being in the now is like so important especially with everything that's going on in the world not to get super deep but like you know like tomorrow's not going to be the same as today. Like, you know, this mm-hmm. minute that just passed isn't going to be the next minute that follows. Like, you have to enjoy everything for what it is. No, I love that. I, I truly could not agree more. And blogging, and I'm starting to learn this as I'm starting my blog and podcast, but blogging, mm-hmm. like what you said, like when you go somewhere, you have to take pictures for your blog and you have to think about things that you're going to write about for the blog post. And it forces you to take in that moment even more and absorb it in a different way than you would if you didn't have a blog where you had to write about it or take pictures for it. And that's one thing that I really like about blogging is like you said, it forces you to be present, but in a, in a much more deeper way than I thought would even be possible with blogging. So it's great. It's something that a lot of people wouldn't understand. I have a feeling unless they're doing it themselves. So how you mentioned that I have to go read this blog post now that the five books that you (laughs) have to read this summer, I need to go read that because I need some books to read on the beach this summer. But how do you create your content? You know, I feel like that's something that I'm sort of struggling with right now is I have a list of content that I want to create. But when that list is completed and done, I don't want to be at a loss and not know where to go from there. And I always want to be creating fresh, exciting, engaging content for my followers. So how do you stay inspired and find that content to share? Oh, so there's so many, like, I feel like there's so many different ways to go. But I think for me, just being super relevant and in the moment, like, I I try and plan my blog to, you know, have something fresh and creative and, like, you know, whether it's a post for what to wear on 4th of July, like, that's something kind of I'd plan out more. But I love to just kind of be in the moment. So, like, when things happen to me, I react. Like, I went to a wedding, what was it, this past, you know, end of May, and I had no freaking clue what to wear. And I was like, why am I spending three hours trying to find something to wear? Like, you know, that inspired what I was going to write. I actually took the picture of what I wore to the wedding and was like, okay, I've had to deal with this stress. Let me make it easier for you. So it's pretty much like what I do day in and day out. Like I read every day. I'm like, why am I not sharing that with, you know, my followers? Like, you know, what am I wearing every day? What am I thinking to maybe like meal prep or like what's my fitness plan going to be like? And it's just kind of like 
the things that I do every day and almost take for granted. Like, you know, there's no thought involved, but it's like, wait, you and I do the same things every day. Like, that's what you want most advice on is like the simple daily tasks and to just share things like that. Like, people love to see like, okay, I haven't gone, you know, shopping in a month, but I really want something fresh to wear. How can I rejudge my wardrobe and come out with, you know, a week's worth of outfits to wear to work when people think, like, I just bought it. Like, things that real people deal with, I think, really inspires me because, to, like, if unless you're a millionaire, nobody's made of money that can't go shopping for the latest trends every day. I mean, I would love to, but I try and make my blog super realistic and, like, I'm often inspired by everyday people like you and I and just what we have to do and deal with and then there's some fun things like wedding dresses or you know but books is inspired by what I just I just finished reading little fires everywhere so it's like wow like I should write about this just keeping it fresh and then I love following influential people I don't even know who my favorite follower is who I love to follow right now it's too many to decide um, but I love seeing what they're thinking and then kind of putting my take on it. You know, for example, something maybe just had her second baby. Like, I'm obviously not in the place to have children at the moment, but I'm definitely in the place to be having friends that had babies or relatives or friends or cousins or whatever. And I should maybe take inspiration from her having a baby to what to give your friend that just had a newborn you know what I mean like taking something that you see already and making it your own that's where I definitely found my inspiration and maybe I'll do that for next post actually (laughs) yeah there you go girl no I completely agree I, I I'm sure everyone else listening can agree with this that we relate to the bloggers and influencers that are relatable when you come across a beautiful Instagram page, like there's this blogger that I'm following from Salzburg, Vienna, literally Salzburg, Vienna. Oh. I don't know how I came across her, but her page, I will have to send you a picture. It is the most beautiful feed I have ever seen in my entire life. Like I was so naive. I commented on one of her pictures. And I was like, what this go filter do you use? And then I was thinking, I was like, I bet you she has all of the Photoshop things. She has Lightroom. She uses all these crazy tools that takes an hour to edit one picture. And I'm asking what Visco filter she uses. (laughs) I've done that before, but I think it was somebody I, like, went to college with. (laughs) I don't know why I thought she would respond to me. Wishful thinking. But I'm just saying, like... You can have this beautiful Instagram feed, but at the end of the day, you keep coming back to those bloggers and influencers that you can relate to. Um, exactly. You, you, yeah, at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about. But moving into blogging and influencing, those people that have those beautiful feeds, they probably do it for a living, like 100% full-time. And in order to do it for a living, you obviously have to make money doing it. And I think that's one of the <laughs> biggest questions surrounding blogging is how you make money. So can you give us a little insight on how you can start partnerships and collaborations with brands and promote their products to give yourself a little bit of cash back? Of course. Oh, my gosh. I'm definitely still learning. Like, I'm only a year in. But 
I, when I first started, I definitely followed every brand I ever admired or thought I'd want to work with or, you know, anything of that sort. And then I'd start, you know, putting a hashtag and the brands in my post or tagging them or, you know, doing things like that to try and get their attention. But I was like, it's not really working because there's millions of people on Instagram. Like, they're not going to notice style out of stock that has, you know, at the time, 500 followers or whatever. So I was like, I started doing a ton of research and actually followed this other blog, um, Making Sense of Sense, which is phenomenal, and I definitely got a lot of inspiration from her. Um, Wait, do you mind repeating that one more time? What is it? It's Making making Sense, like S-E-N-S-E of Sense, C-E-N-T-S. Oh, making like mental sense of the sense you make. But she has a really good, I don't know how I found her. I think it was just a random day and I was Googling everything like I always do. And she has a really good um, tool and page of how to start affiliate marketing. So I kind of deep dove into that. And what that is is pretty much working with, you know, a large retailer or partner and cross-promoting the products you want and using their page and then sending the people that come to your blog back to their page. So I started seeing, you know, what kind of companies and retailers offer affiliate marketing, who can become an affiliate with. You know, it's not just like you sign up, you have to get approved and you have to sign contracts and this and that. So I started looking into that and I became, I think I first became an affiliate with Amazon. And you make X percent cash back on anything that somebody buys through your link that they click through on your page that leads them back to Amazon. And then I was like, wow, this is like really cool. It's made like money, like posting things I like and people are buying it. Like this is, doesn't seem like real life. Like I'm, I make money in my sleep. Like how is this real? <laughs> and then I became an affiliate with Target too. And I thought it was really cool. The one day Target posted my picture on their website as like um I think it was my Target style and my Target style or something and I was like okay like people are starting to notice the things I post you know and I started becoming affiliates with other partners as well and then recently kind of deep dove into partnerships which is a little more challenging to get into because the brands have to equally agree that they think you're a good partner and a good fit for who they're trying to reach. So the one day, you know, living in New York City, it's very challenging to go to go to a grocery store, and I got my groceries delivered, as I always do from Amazon Fresh, which saved my life. And if you haven't tried it, go to my blog and click on the link on you. You know, I definitely have a link <laughs> in there on how to sign up for Fresh because it saved my life. So anyways. I posted, I never really do this, but I was just trying to create some different content. Again, share with people the things I do every day, like, got my groceries delivered today, like, this is what I have. I had, like, some kind of, I don't know, something from Whole Foods and something from another company, and then I had something from, I think it was Sabra Hummus or whatever, and they then reached out to me and was like, hey, would you like to partner together? Like, they must have seen the post that I tagged them in, and they thought I was a really good fit, so... You know, it's kind of a culmination of everything, being an affiliate and, like, reaching out to people you like or trying to get their attention on social media. Like, if you yell loud enough, people will listen and they'll hear it. But 
if it's not the right fit for both parties, then it's not going to happen. So sometimes it's just a game of luck. But, you know, a lot of times it's a lot of hard work, which people don't really see. But it's fun. It's super exciting and rewarding when somebody reaches out to you and says they want to, you know, work together. Or sometimes a brand will send you three products in exchange for a post. Like I was uh, worked with U.S. Polo Assassin, and they sent me product in exchange for a post, which they have really amazing jeans, and I had no clue about, so super excited I learned that that way. But, you know, just kind of putting yourself out there and not being scared and be confident in who you are as a person, as a blogger, as a brand, and just, you know, you never know where it's going to take you. No, that's great. And from just some multiple podcasters and bloggers I've been listening and following to, they mentioned that as much as you would love to partner and collaborate with brands, at the end of the day, you shouldn't just take every brand that comes your way. You really do have to evaluate your own brand. And like you said, make sure it's a good fit because if it's not, your followers are going to notice that because the post might feel forced or it might feel unnatural. So at the end of the day, as much as we want brands reach out to us and we want to snatch up any collaboration opportunity that comes our way, we should really take a second look and make sure that it aligns with what we believe in and we're promoting as well. Oh my gosh, so true. It's like you have to put a filter on. Like you have to put a filter on who you are. Like if I accepted every DM of, oh, let's work together, I was like, my followers have no clue, no clue what my brands and my blog is about. They'd just be so confused. They'd be oversaturated. It wouldn't make sense, and I feel like a partnership is so similar to, like, dating, even though I'm very single right now. Um, it's like, <laughs> if you don't like, if you don't like them and they don't like you, like, why are you together? Like, it just doesn't make sense, you know. It has to be very thought out and, you know, be on brands and, you know, obviously both parties want ROI as well. So that's a huge, you know, huge piece of it, too, so. A lot of moving parts, I would say. Absolutely. Blogging's a lot more complicated than people think. It is a lot of work. It's just, it doesn't seem like it is because so many people are like, oh, you just post on Instagram. It's like, nope. It takes me Mm -hmm. probably two to three hours to create content on my website. And then Mm -hmm. I typically will send out like an email blast about it. And then I'll post the picture you see on Instagram. But it's, like, also behind that are, like, the pictures you had to take and the time to think all that out. And this and that, it's, like, there's so much to do behind one photo. And it sounds so silly to even say it. But it's, like, there's a lot of work. But it's also super fun and rewarding when people, you Mm -hmm. know, enjoy the content you share and create or get something out of it or buy the book you posted because you loved it. And just so so many cool things that happen from a single post. It's really great. I mean, social media is such an exciting thing. And at the end of the day, that is like the most important thing, in my opinion, is that we're impacting someone else's life with a product we share or advice we share or whatever. I think that's what's so great about being an influencer. Oh, Jess, you gave us such great content tonight. You, your, All of your advice and your words are jam-packed with such great information. Thank you for sharing all of that with us. I know that it is, it's literally 10 p.m. right now, and I'm like, oh, my God. I don't know how you're still awake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Good thing for your coffee or tea or whatever you ended up uh, making. (laughs) 
<laughs> my chunky tea because I don't know how to make tea. Oh, my Lord. No, this is so worth it. I always love getting to talk to you. And next time we'll actually get to meet in person and have drinks in the city. Oh, my gosh. Count me in. I will be there. Our just our schedules have been so crazy. It's been so hard to meet. I know. Up, but, you know. I know. We're we'll, close. We'll make it happen, though. Exactly. Well, I'm just glad we got to talk. But before I let you go, I have some four random questions that I want to ask you, and they're completely irrelevant to what we've been talking about, but I'm just (laughs) really curious as to what your answers are going to be. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So what is your favorite place you have ever traveled to? um, Well, I would say New York, but I live here now. Um, But I'm going to Italy for the first time in October and I'm super excited um I also love LA so much it's amazing there uh, I can see you in LA like full time it's fun it's just I would drive myself crazy I think in the traffic but one of my best friends Maddie from college lives there so it's another excuse to go there more often absolutely what is your favorite restaurant or food I know you live in New York City where literally in my opinion the best food is so can you narrow it down to what your favorite restaurant is in the city? Oh, that's so hard. It just depends what meal. Um, okay, <laughs> favorite. I'll tell you a favorite meal and favorite restaurant for every meal. It'll be really quick. I'll do brunch and dinner. Favorite brunch right now? I love Hotel Chantel has an incredible brunch. Like a lot of people just go out there, but they have a renowned chef. And the food is out of this world. And they have live jazz every Saturday, Sunday. It's just such a cool vibe. And it's kind of on their little rooftop. Um, it's really fun. And favorite dinner, I think I took you there, is in Dumbo, uh, Brooklyn Heights. <gasps> Noodle pudding. pudding. Oh. It's the worst name ever, but the best <laughs> Italian food I've ever eaten in my whole life. It's it so good. Is. I love that it's like, it's so, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm not Italian, but I feel like if I had an Italian grandma, I'd be like her kitchen. Like, cash only, no reservations, really cheap food, but amazing food. And the wine is like $15, like for a bottle. Remember that? Oh, oh, girl, do I remember? Of course. <laughs> I talk about noodle pudding all the time and ever since Kyle and I have moved out here he's only been to New York a handful of times since we moved here which I feel kind of bad about but next time we go into Brooklyn I'm taking him there for dinner I've been telling him this for months and it's happening this summer because it is truly the most coming from a girl who studied abroad in Italy for four months that is truly the most authentic delicious Italian food oh god and that's thinking about it. <laughs> My dad's going to be here this weekend, so I want to take him. He's been and he loves it. So I think we're going to go back. A nice daddy-daughter mm-hmm. date. That is so great. If you could wake up tomorrow and be working your dream job, what would it be? Ooh. Um, gosh, I would have loved to dance growing up. I think it would have been so fun being a dancer on Broadway. i always love Broadway shows so much but it's just for me it's a really unrealistic dream because I had knee surgery when I was 20 um 
so I can't really dance as much as I can anymore. But I think my new dream, and this is, like, really, really candid of me to say, and I haven't really told many people, is I think my next life I want to become a professor and teach fashion because I'm so passionate about it. So, you know, we'll see where life takes us. Oh, I love I love that dream. I remember last time we had drinks, you told me about that. And it just feels so good to get it out into the world and to release it and say it. And now that you've said it, you have to make it happen now. You know that, right? I know. It's super scary. But that's like a 10-year dream. Oh, you're going to be the best. I'm so happy for those kids that are going to have you as their Mm -hmm. professor. Okay, so before transitioning into my last question, I want to give you a little bit of background to this podcast because I have a feeling it'll add a little clarity to the question I'm going to ask. So I obviously love talking to people and getting to know their story, and you're one of my favorite people to talk to. And in today's society, it can be so easy to hide behind our phones on the subway or the train and not interact with anybody. But I strongly feel that we're all losing something by doing that, which is human connection. So through this podcast, I want to keep doing what I do best, which is talking to people. But I want to keep <laughs> I but I want to share these oh, I cannot talk tonight. These conversations that I share with people that I have with people and I want to share it with others. And by doing this, I want to encourage other people to strike up their own conversations and strike up their own curiosity whatever that looks like in their life. So that's how I cultivate curiosity in my own life is by talking with people and hearing their story. But I want to know, how do you cultivate curiosity in your own life? Oh, gosh, you do it the best, really. Like, you will talk to anyone. And I wish I was better (laughs) at it, but you're just like, I remember the first time I met you're the sweetest thing, and I feel like I knew you for five years. And I feel like anyone that knows you and talks to you, like, you're just so friendly, and I feel like, people when they meet you they feel like they've known you but I feel like the way I cultivate curiosity gosh I love if I see something I like you know I'll ask somebody about it like I love learning about strangers and seeing how much good there is in the world and I really try you know day in and day out in New York when I'm riding the subway I really try and keep my eyes open and not on my phone or try and read and you know, keep my ears open, or I try and go and sit outside and just see, like, what the world is all about, you know, like, people are so amazing, and you don't know what somebody brings to the table if you don't know them, so just doing everything I can to embrace myself and everything that's out there, and try and meet as many amazing people as I can, and, you know, whether it's doing so with, you know, creating my blog and reaching out to people via messenger or actually talking to people. Just there's so many different things. But like I said, you truly do the best. And I'm so excited that you have this podcast and now I can listen to you doing your amazing work every week or however often you post. Oh, thank you so much. That is so kind of you. But truly, I completely agree with where you're coming from too. I couldn't have said it better myself. People are amazing and I really feel like other people are losing out on so much by not getting to know other people. Like, it's amazing what a simple smile can do. People are just so scared of being, you know, shut down or not accepted. But it's like, you can't be scared because if you're scared your whole life, you're not going to live your true potential. So, you know, 
say hi to the stranger. Tell somebody you like their dress because it's definitely going to make their day, and you never know where it's going to take you. Oh, I love that. I'm going to walk the streets of New York tomorrow and smile at everybody I see. Oh, I'm going to try and do the same. I'm going to the gym in the morning, so I might not be smiling until after the gym because I'll be exhausted, but I'll put the effort in. Is that okay? Yes. Oh, girl, that is all that matters. Oh, Jess, I cannot thank you enough for spending your Wine Wednesday night with me. I have had the best time talking to you. I'm going to go to bed with a big smile on my face tonight. So I'm smiling you. right now. I'm so happy. Oh, Thanks for having just, me. Oh, thank you. Now, can you share with our listeners where they can find you? Oh, Not your address, but like your <laughs> If Instagram. you want to stalk me. <laughs> um, yeah, Jocelyn's have... at this place in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> apartment? Ring apartment? Uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> no, only if you bring it mine, I'll give you my address. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no, so I have a blog. So I have a website. It's styleoutofstock.com um, you can also find me on Instagram at styleoutofstock um, I'm on Facebook too just search styleoutofstock and let's all be friends and cultivate curiosity together super excited to meet everyone and thank you for listening and thank you for following my dear friend Sabrina on her amazing journey oh I love you so much that means so much thank you Jess love you, you are a light in my life and I love you dearly oh, love you too happy wine Wednesday hey y'all that wraps up this week's cultivating curiosity podcast episode I hope you learned something new today but most importantly I hope that this conversation sparked by curiosity motivates you to chase your curious mind by the way, if you like this episode, let me know in the review section. I want to hear how this conversation impacted your day, and I might even share your review on the next episode. Until then, stay curious. <laughs>